Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lead and Manager Coach Rob Riles here, welcoming you to another edition. Now today I'm going to talk about a learning experience that I've had that I think is really, really valuable and I want to share with you some key things that have certainly helped me and I hope can have a significant effect on your success in your arena. Now, I don't know whether any of you have done a personality test or any of you have been through the rigors of doing an analysis of your personality and might be a Myers-Briggs test or something that your employer has done to ascertain what your strengths and weaknesses are. Or it may certainly have been something that you've done yourself just to understand how you function. But I don't know whether any, any of you can relate to this. The backstory of this for me was certainly the amount of frustration that I felt and endured, I suppose, on a on an almost, it was a regular basis, whether that was daily or weekly or, or monthly, but it was regular and frequent where I would regularly be frustrated at myself and frustrated at others and frustrated at what I thought was an, an inability of other people to actually perform, achieve, do things, um, obviously in a way that I, it was filtered through my own experience. So I used to wring my hand sometimes and walk away shaking my head thinking, you know, I really think that, that this person is indifferent, is lazy, is not considerate is thinking in inappropriate ways is acting in ways that are inappropriate is destructive and all kinds of things that almost frustrating to the point of me considering whether I should be working in this arena or not because these things were happening on a regular basis and I don't know whether any of you can relate to that now some of you may even be real be able to relate to a fact that where you are currently working or the arena or job or area that you're working in is consistently providing you with feedback that is frustrating, that often means that you're not happy in the role that you're doing. Now, this may relate to your a lot of the, the information that hopefully I'm going to pass on to you today. And, you know, as somebody who is well into the halfway over their, their a normal human lifespan, um, I suppose it would be easy to say that, blimey, has it taken me this long to actually get to this realisation despite the amount of frustration that I've felt? Although a lot of this information is or has been available and I've noted it and, I, and I've, I feel or think that I've known about it for a long time, this past couple of weeks, it's actually hit home to me that actually, despite the fact that I thought I understood it, I actually didn't. Now, I don't know whether any of you can relate to that where you actually have a learning experience and you thought, well, I thought I understood that, but actually what this has taught me that my depth of understanding was 
not as deep as I thought it was. You think you've nailed something and basically you haven't. And I almost think that that's a life, that's almost a life principle that um, we never actually get there. We strive and we aim and we work and we look to get to places and look to achieve things and look to master things. But the, the principle of life is that actually there isn't an end point in terms of achievement. There's always more. It's that infinite principle that exists in the universe almost that actually what is the actual end point of, of success? You know, how good can people get? How successful, how masterful can people be? You know, there's always people thought we get to the four minute mile. Roger Bannister smashes a four minute mile in 1952 after people said it was impossible. Um, people said it was impossible to go to the moon. People said it was impossible to get to the bottom of the ocean. Um, people thought it was impossible to hold your breath for, for so long, etc., etc., etc. And we can all we can all say these uh, bring up these examples of what was once thought impossible that now we know is distinctly possible and happens on a frequent and regular basis because things evolve, people evolve, the human race evolves, the world evolves, and we strive and move on. But what is the end point? And on this journey, the amount of frustration I felt because I wasn't able to relate to how other people were doing things and ultimately how they thought and how they acted. And this week, via a couple of it, um, resources, one is Ray Dalio's amazing, amazing, insightful book called Principles. And I'm certainly going to have to review this book because it is an absolute volume of, I can't even begin to, to kind of describe how much information this amazing guy, Ray Dalio, who is a financial genius, a business genius um, from the States, who has put his life's work into a book called Principles. And, you know, you could study this book till till kingdom come. And, you know, he deserves accolades beyond the norm for this book because it is absolutely phenomenal. And I can't recommend it highly enough as I do with a number of volumes, but it is amazing. Um, so thanks to Ray for that. And alongside the currently the um, Invo Jordan Peterson, who has advocated so, so strongly and with so much evidence base the value of understanding yourself and understanding others with his principles of personality. So Ray Dalio's book, Principles, um, and how he explains how understanding himself and understanding others has had such a profound effect on his success in life. And again, to Jordan Peterson, who for me has underlined the, the absolute amazing advantages of understanding yourself and understanding others so that you can find your niche, find the place where you can magnify your signature strengths, if I can use that word. Brian Johnson uses that in his Entheos website an awful lot. He talks about emphasizing and utilizing your signature strengths where you can actually find your niche in the world and influence and help and grow where it's the path of least resistance for you. So all your strengths are utilized to their maximum. And the things that you don't find come easily to you are not demanded so much. Following on from this, I uh, went on to Jordan Peterson's website, uh, understandmyself.com and did a really quick personality test again. And it's just insightful to, to understand actually what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and why you think the way you do. And it's so, so insightful. I've got my kids to do it 
and I'm recommending it to, to as many people as I think is appropriate. Now, you may well have done a Myers-Briggs test and you may have done a personality test or a strength test in other arenas, which may well show very similar traits. But whichever one you choose, I honestly believe that it will give you, it's that aha moment where you go, actually, why am I fighting myself to do things that actually I find really difficult and are not comfortable with? When actually what I could do is find my niche where I utilize what I love to do, what I find easy and what comes easy to me and what my strengths are so that I can I can be a you know a greater influence and, and actually enjoy myself more. So you can be more successful, you can have a happier time and you can be part of a team whereby you work and you contribute in ways that other people can't because the ways that you find easy, the ways that you think and the way that you act is often not the way that other people do. And um, what I, I found is that without being autobiographical about it, and this isn't about me, but, you know, I fit into the category of being somebody who is is a doer. I'm a, I'm a worker. I really don't like time wasting. I really don't like sitting around analyzing and computing stuff. I believe that it's action and it's doing and it's, doing things efficiently and as quickly as possible and cutting away the chaff and what I call bus stop talk or idle chatter or relationship building or going around the back roads to get there is something that frustrates me. And when you work with people that don't work in a direct way and work in an indirect way and consider relationship building and getting there via a different route which may take longer but actually is possibly in their view a little bit more sustainable and long term it, it can be frustrating me personally I'm not a I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert in, in, in I think on the grand scheme of things I'm probably more introverted I tend to keep myself to myself I prefer to do deep work and and concentrate and just get on with things and I'm quite happy working alone one of the things I've had to learn is that there's so much value in building relationships. There's so much value in utilizing the synergy that comes from working with other people and teams. And that isn't something that's one of my strengths. So that's something I've had to really work on and recognize, you know, going to parties, socializing, chatting and networking. That is not something that comes easily to me. And it's something that, um, I recognize now something that I've learned that, that that's not one of my strengths, but there is value in that so that if I can do some of that, that will add value and enable me to add value to other people, then that's better than completely following one path and thinking that everybody else who likes networking, who likes socializing, who likes partying, who likes going out is on the wrong track. You know, that's that's how I probably thought in the past and absolutely I don't believe that now. So where does that leave me? What's this all about? Well, it's about two things. One, understanding yourself because if you understand yourself, then I think you'll give yourself less of a hard time. I mean, I don't know how many of you, of you out there can relate to this, that um, you're really kind to other people, you're really compassionate to other people, you give you other people loads of loads of space and say yeah that's no problem and 
you know, you've got time to grow and be really, really kind to them and, and, and let them have a little bit of leash. But when it's down to you, you know, you're really hard on yourself and you push yourself and you criticize yourself. And it may be an internal dialogue where you are beating yourself up primarily and you're criticizing yourself and you should what my one of my friends used to say you should yourself all the time so you know you should do this rob you should do that you should do the other so you end up at the end of the day thinking well i should have done this you should have done that should do this should do this and i should be this and actually i'm not and that just leads to a not a healthy guilt-ridden kind of self-beating situation which is something i've had to learn and um I'm learning to be uh, a little bit gentler and a little bit kinder and um, it helps because it makes you realize when you realize what your strengths are, how great you can be in certain circles and how you can improve in other circles by possibly allowing other people to take the lead and recognizing where your frustrations come from. It certainly allowed me to be much more accepting of where other people come from and how they are and how they act and how they think and that has been a great sort of psychological move forward for me personally. Now, moving on from that, if you know what your own strengths are, obviously, as I've mentioned before, it will allow you to find and fine tune where it is your best working and what parts of your job are you going to be better at and which parts are you maybe better at letting other people take the lead. And then in terms of teams, it will allow you to think, okay, if we want to achieve X or Y or Z, in this endeavor and it's going to take some creativity it's going to take some analysis it's going to take some get up go and graft it's going to take some relationship building and then it's going to take some more analysis and feedback and then the cycle might begin again where you get that feedback and you go back to the creative part and say well that a worked but b didn't so therefore we create another process and then you need another plan that somebody's going to be prepared to sit down and put down on paper and put the detail down. And then you need the people who are going to get up and work that plan. And then you need the people who are going to build the relationships and smooth the areas in between all that so that the, the machine can be oiled and worked towards. And then you're going to need that analysis again so that you can do the creative part again and begin the cycle again of that creativity, that planning, that doing and that feedback and those relationships in between. Now, I doubt very much, and it's taken a long time to get this point, whether one person is going to be great. In fact, they probably aren't unless they're a polymath. Great at all those things. You generally find, don't you, that people are really great innovators. They are great thought processes they they have great ideas all the time how many people out there how many people do you know who've got great ideas who are enthusiastic who are always looking and always thinking of new things and, and get really excited and are great promoters of what they do the chances are that they their strength is that but they're probably moving on to the next thing before they finish that first thing so those people are are vital in the creativity process. And the next thing is that you probably need an efficient mechanical thought process person who can put those ideas into a formulated, doable plan that people can follow. Somebody who doesn't mind sitting down and analyzing and thinking, well, that'll work and that might not, but let's do this and let's do that and let's put this into practice. 
And then you need the people who come in and get up and go and have got energy and have got enthusiasm and love that getting up and doing and, you know, mastering the actual process of it. And alongside that, while you've got those people who are out there creatively bringing in new ideas and that person who sits and locks themselves away in an office and puts the plan together and those people who are possibly out in the field doing it, but actually not caring about what how anybody feels. You need those relationship people who are empathic and can see what's going on around them with all those three different personality types, if I can put them into three groups, and who can bring them all together and oil the machine. And it might be something simple as putting their arm around somebody or making somebody a cup of tea. And together, and I don't mean to use four distinct personalities necessarily because there might be six or there might be three or there might be two because two people might be great at doing two of the things so one person might be great at two things and the other person might be great at two and those things together are really sufficient because nobody knows on paper what that synergistic one plus one can be because sometimes one plus one is two because there's something missing sometimes one plus one is five you know, the, the great partnerships in life, whether that's in show business or whether it's in football or whether it's in basketball or whether it's in business, people often come together and they don't often know why they are unconscious of why they're successful together. It just happens to work. Sometimes people, and I think as the our knowledge is evolving of this kind of thing, we can now actually look and find people who are opposite to what we are so that we can work with them and create great results and that difference as long as those two people recognize that they will have disagreements they will see things differently and as Ray Dalio so amazingly points out in his book principles having the maturity to allow yourselves to disagree sensibly and still stay on the path friends in love whatever the the words you want to use are and move forward successfully is phenomenal rather than thinking the other person is wrong thinking that you were right falling out believing you can't move on and then the, the partnership disintegrates with all the stuff that goes along with that now what i'm not saying is that everything sh you should keep moving forward i'm not making any any assumptions about that at all you know some relationships in fact most do don't they? they have a spring a summer an autumn and a winter and then it's time to move on Others last for decades and decades and decades and lifetimes and others have a, a short period. But, you know, self-awareness and awareness of others and how we tick is a key to all this. So, you know, let's think about our teams. If you are in a, in a management team, in a coaching team, in a team of people, A, can you look at your team, yourself and your team, and can you recognize where your strengths are, where their strengths are, and how you can work more successfully together with what you've got Secondly, if you are missing something obvious and you may be the catalyst in this where you're the person who actually realizes that you are missing, you know, you're missing that relationship person because you're often having these frictionful days where, you know, you are getting somewhere, but it's a rough ride. It's hard to get there. You don't seem to be able to agree easily. And um, it's a challenge whereby maybe there's a, an oil can missing the person who's an oil can who can actually see and bring people together and help people to see different points of view or maybe it's the creative process that you're missing you know everybody's a worker and a grafter and actually you're actually missing that person who can create that new idea so 
you may be the catalyst that can help to bring that to the table. And it may be the process of everybody does a simple personality test, you see what's different and you move on from there. Ray Dalio talks about this amazing principle that made his business so successful, Bridgewater Finance, where they had what they call baseball cards. I think we call them panini cards in the in the UK. I don't know whether they're still that now where you buy football stickers in a pack and stick them in a book until you've got the whole book completed, which is great fun. And on there, and sometimes it will tell you, or it may not be those, it may be those card games that you play where you play trump games where kids will play cards with football players and it'll say how many goals they've scored, how many assists they've had, how many um, clean sheets they've had, maybe if they're goalkeeper or how many, how much their transfer value has been, etc., etc. All these characteristics that people are strong in areas and weaker in others. And Ray Dalio and his business use these cards for his employees so that people could see the cards and say, well, that's me, that's my strengths, that's my weaknesses, that's what I'm great at, that's what I'm not so good at. And I'm working with John or Bill or Fred or Nancy or Sarah or Carol, whoever it is, who is great at this and great at that. And he says it actually changed the face of his business and, and really, really helped helped his organization move on. I think it's a great idea and um, something maybe you want to look deeper into. So if you're creating your team, who are you going to have in your team? And um, what kind of players do you need to do? Um, I'm certainly in the process at the moment of looking for a, um, a couple of partners in a in a project and um, at least I know the personalities that I'm looking for, um, which are going to be diametrically opposite to me because I can bring a lot to the table and they need to bring a lot to the table too. But it's no good to bring in two things that are the same and as having one missing, it's going to be much more successful if you have got the right mix. That's what can help you. Um, so I can't say to you enough go and have a look at jordanpetersonunderstandmyself.com it's wonderful stuff and have a look at ray dalio's book principles the other thing that that leads us on to is our players so as a football coach i'm looking at my players and um i had a conversation with one of my coaching colleagues this week and we talked about is it about getting our players to improve technically improve tactically or if we spend more time on understanding John or understanding Sarah or understanding Stephanie or Max, whoever it is, will we get more out of them naturally because they will feel, just because they feel so much more valued and so much more understood, will the other processes of tactical and technical improvement take care of themselves or at least be much easier? And that is certainly an area where I have not focused. Um, I'm very much a a get up get on with the process and the taking the time to understand people and taking the time to know what makes people tick is not one of my strengths it's not something that I find easy to do so that's an area that maybe I need to be a little bit better at and what I can say is a couple of years ago I worked with a coach and we had a great partnership we don't know why we didn't know why at the time but you know, I was a person who turned up, just did the process, came, got my coaching plan sorted, turned up, did my coaching plan, stopped at the right time, went home, did my analysis, end of coaching, started again the next the next day or the, or the next coaching session, done my plan, came in, did the process, coached the players, shut down at the right time, went home, did my analysis, how can I improve, came back and did it again. Whereas my partner, Pete, he was amazing at talking to, to, to relatives, talking to the kids, talking to the to the other coaches, communicating, making them feel good. And we were a great team. 
and it just happened that we we came together by happenstance so these things happen so you know there's an awful lot of stuff here and um i just as often i want to do is just stimulate you to to consider these things maybe learn from something that's come across my path as i said i can't recommend highly enough ray dalio's principles book and jordan peterson's understandmyself.com it's been a great learning experience so i hope that's helped you and i hope that helps you move forward a little bit and just add another little facet to your to your success journey so once again thanks for listening really appreciate your time if you want to connect rob riles i'm on linkedin you want to have a look at the website we've got loads of content on there previous podcasts tune in if you think anybody that you know would benefit from listening to the podcast get them over to apple look at leader manager coach podcast and let me know what you think great Thanks for listening. Great to have you with us. Speak to you again. Bye-bye.